Love this podcast? Support this show through the Acast supporter feature. It's up to you how much you give, and there's no regular commitment. Just click the link in the show description to support now. It's a Dapper Devil production, see? And welcome. Welcome to what is definitely our first take. To what is definitely our first take on, okay, here we go, let's try this. Uh, one, two, yes. three. Glee. Glee. Aggressive. Aggressive. Okay. You, you know, know, we'll work on it. it. Um, we, we're, we're here to talk about Glee. I am Ian Brodsky. And I am Karina Stokes. And here's the two differences. I have not seen Glee. And I've seen Glee, one might say, too many times. Oh, yes. Um, mind you, and if you're familiar with our work, you know that we had a miniseries of about cats the musical not the animal um and made a whole podcast out of that um and that was only eight episodes or nine episodes that was nine episodes um and here we have six full seasons of glee each of which are one hour long episodes buckle up and really what is glee if not ryan murphy's cats yeah yeah you know i'll give that to you i will 100 percent agree I've not watched a single other piece of media by Ryan Murphy, um, mm. but from what I understand, this is basically his cats. Um, yeah, I, I would I would say so. Um, but, but we're not here not to talk about, about. We're here to talk about Glee. Um, so <laughs> we um, we are going to start at you know the pilot. The pilot. So I can tell you, this pilot. Uh, first episode of Glee. It came out in 2009, so over 10 years ago. The Yikes. weird thing about the pilot is that it actually premiered twice. Right. So it aired the first time in May, like May 19th, and I think I can fact check right now. I think it aired like after the su- not the Super Bowl, after American Idol or something. Cuz it was 2009 and the spot after American Idol would be like the prime spot. That sounds about presumably. right. And, you know, they're both about singing. And yep. then it went away, and there was no more Glee, and then it aired the pilot again in September of 2009. Right. And um, I w- watched that basically live. Did you? My grandmother my grandmother T-boat it for me because she saw ads for it and was like, this is something Karina will like. She's a big, like, weird nerd kid, and she was right. So, like, I watched it very soon after it aired. See, I did not watch it until maybe a couple months after it aired. Um, I, I don't know why it just did not appeal okay. to me. Um, or it didn't, like, yeah, it just didn't appeal to me at first. And then a bunch of people that I was doing, of course, youth theater with, they all recommended it to me, including people that, like, I mm-hmm. definitely align with taste on and all that stuff. Um, so... I, I I checked out that pilot. It was on not Hulu. It was on like the Fox website. Like they just had it up for people to watch. Yeah. Um. Pretty pretty decent way to like get uh like excitement and engagement in like ahead of time. It was definitely like the beginning of like the streaming era where things would be on Hulu the next day or on Fox and like their network's website the next exactly. day. Exactly. It was also, like, definitely, like, the theater kid's wet dream show. Yeah. Um, and um, I remember really liking it. Yeah. That's the thing. Here's the thing that people, like, to go in with the burden of knowledge that I have, <laughs> that, like, Glee's pilot is really good. Like, it's a good episode of television. And the first season of Glee, I will say, not to that we haven't watched all of it yet. But Except Karina's watched all of it. It's a good first season. Okay, yeah, like th- three times, but it's <laughs> fine. Um, um, it's a good first season of TV. I, I mean, I will, I'm, I'm, I will be living it shortly. Um, also, like, just a real quick sidebar acknowledgement. Um, we are recording this today. Um, today is the day after the Ooh. attempted coup on our Capitol building. <laughs> um, fuck that noise. Um. Our country's in shambles. Our country's in shambles. So, um, if you want to take a little bit of time out to not think about that and listen to two nerds talk about a musical TV show, here, this is your place. This is the place to do it. I will also say, while we're acknowledging uncomfortable things, um, 
the cast of Glee has had a lot of varying levels of things go on with them post-Glee. Uh, some might say the show is cursed. Some of these were really tragic events, and some of them were really uncomfortable events. Obviously, there's some cast members who turned out to be straight-up bad people, and we acknowledge this. For the purposes of this podcast, we're probably going to try to not touch on it too right. much. Right. Well, like, I'm sure we'll <laughs> acknowledge it, but we're not going to, like, harp on it. Um, yeah. Because... We all know yeah. Leah Michelle had a lot of problems, turns out, with some of the uh, black and other people of color members on the cast. We all know... I assume you know what happened to Mark Sailing. Yeah. So, which I don't even really feel like we need to bring up... If you don't know, Google it. I wouldn't recommend looking oh, it up. The, or don't yeah. Google it. Either way. Dealer's <laughs> choice. And then, of course, some very tragic deaths of some cast members. Uh, Rest in peace, Corey Monteith, and more recently... Naya Rivera, yeah. Like, the Curse of the Glee cast could be almost its own episode. Like That could be a sidebar episode. that's not what we're here. What we're here We're here now. to talk about the pilot. Um, pretty strong opening, I'll say. I forgot that it started, like, right with, like... The championship winning uh, cheerleaders and my queen, Jane Lynch, Sue Sylvester. Yeah. Sue Sylvester doesn't necessarily always age well. Like, I have to watch the show being like, it was 2009. It's a different time. We said different things. But she is definitely, like, an icon. She's an icon. Um, And I I don't know what, I don't remember what it was, but in my notes, all I have is great first line, though. Uh, was it, you think this is hard? Try being waterboarded. Yes. That's hard? Yes. That was it. That was a kick-ass first line. And, like, the show starts with music, but not, like, Glee's sung by the Glee Kid music. Like, it just starts with, like, is it Earth, Wind, and Fire? If it's not Earth, Wind, and Fire, it's something I like forget. that. But, yeah, like, they go in, they're like, look, we got Jane Lynch for this show. <laughs> you excited yet? Can you believe? <laughs> look at us. Yeah. Um, and I mean, I remember, I was watching that opening and just being like, okay, it's rather stereotypical. It's kind of like not another teen movie-esque. Um, because yes. like, it kind of starts with, um, the jocks beating up on, um, uh, oh God, what's Chris Colfer. I'm going to be, heads up people, Baby- I'm going to be addressing most of these characters probably as their real life names. Baby Kurt. Yeah. Kurt. So like... It, like, starts with, like, the jocks beating up Kurt, and then, like, he takes off a sweater or something and gives it to Cory Monteith. So, like, that's kind of, like, our indicator. Cory Monteith is, like, cool or whatever. He's a jock, but he's, like, a cool... Like, he has a little bit of, like, heart, right. maybe. Um, you know, starting off strong. It definitely starts, like, this is a high school, and you're like, okay, yeah, there's cheerleaders, there's jocks, there's bullies. Exactly. It's a high school. And then we cut immediately to Leah Michelle glowering mm-hmm. at... Mm-hmm. The music teacher, who um, is kind of creepy. Yeah. First of all, I never remember this, but the first, like, sung song you hear on Glee is this fucking dude we'll never see again singing Oliver. And if you know Karina and me, you know that it is our dream to do a reverse production of Oliver where all the children are adults and all the adults are children. So um, please tip us. Please fund this. We could be the new TikTok musical, yeah. <laughs> Reverse Oliver. <laughs> like, Leah Michelle is very good in this She role. is. It's clearly and a perfect role for her. I, this is another thing where, like, the burden of knowledge comes in, because, like, six seasons in, Leah Michelle can be a lot. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but, like, truly, like, she is Rachel Berry, and I'm sure there's a lot of girls. Like, there's like, someone I watch on YouTube who was like, look, I watched this show in high school, and... I was like, damn, I am Rachel Berry. Like, I am, like, full of ambition and, like, thinking I'm the, like, hottest shit out there in my nowhere town. Like, there's girl, like, people related to that character. Whether they liked it or not. Um, also, then we immediately cut to Matthew Morrison eating cookies. Um, fine. Yes. Um, just, like, a very wholesome, like, school lunch. Um... So that's cool. And then, like, I had this question of, uh, is he always the narrator? Because that was something I totally forgot about, was, like, there's narration, but, like, the point of view switches from person to person. Um, Yes, it's whoever needs to be narrating. And correct me if I'm wrong on this, but, like, then we get, like, so he he decides to take up the Glee Club, um, and it Mm -hmm. turns, then, and he meets with the principal, and it, like, I guess the stakes are the Glee Club needs to become as as famous 
The Glee Club needs to become as famous as the cheerleaders, otherwise they get cut. The, there's no money for the Glee Club because the cheerleaders are so talented and right. winning that they suck all the budget. But if the Glee Club can prove itself well enough and Will Schuster's willing to pay $60 a month from his own pocket, the Glee Club can keep Which, going. Which, by the way, he's apparently poor because he works as a teacher. Yeah. Okay, but he's poor, but like his apartment is not no. bad. There's multiple shots of his tub, which is, like, a nice cloth tub and a nice subway tile bathroom, like... Okay, okay. yeah. And his wife, I guess, works three times a week at, um, not at what... Sheets, Sheets and things. things. I was about to say not Joanne's. Not Bed Bath & Beyond it, yeah, is what it is. Yeah, I, I will probably just be calling it not Bed Bath & Beyond. Um, yeah. I... I so he gets auditions together, and my next note here is, fuck yes, Amber Riley. I really feel like I don't need to justify yep. that. Moving on. No, my question, don't. I don't know if you know this, are they singing live in that audition scene? I don't know. Not that I've heard. I don't think they ever... I think there's two instances of singing live. One of them is going to be in a couple episodes, and I don't know what the other one would be, but I don't think they almost ever okay, sing live. Okay, because... Maybe it's just great recording or whatever, but, like, that recording... I mean, that um, audition scene actually just sounded live to me. Um, and yeah. I also have a note here, why is the accompanist different, followed by got it. <laughs> and I believe that accompanist who we see in the auditions is the piano man that will follow us throughout the series. Good for him. Yeah. Yeah, Sandy Ryerson is the name of the Glee guy who gets canned by Leah Michelle and his own weirdness like he definitely got fired on purpose by rachel berry because of her ambition but also like a little questionable mm -hmm. behavior with his students yeah but everyone in the school is questionable behavior with their right. students i don't think there's any good teachers in mckinley it high. doesn't seem like that and that's why we need a fun <laughs> education guys yes the first note i have is just myspace i'm myspace <laughs> i i was weak the MySpace of it all. 2009 is alive. Um, but yes, Amber Wiley is an absolute powerhouse of a voice. Fun fact, um, Leah Michelle sang from the show which she left to do Spring Awakening. Huh. So Leah Michelle does, her, does On My Own from Les Miserables as her audition piece. And she was originally cast as Eponine, who sings On My Own in the 2007 revival. Um, and uh, then left it to do um to do spring awakening because that was getting a broadway transfer um yeah and then she would later go on to play the role anyway but um you know who else was in spring awakening who jenna ushkowitz who plays tina cohen chang exactly who is incredible like yes we like i i mean granted i have not seen all six seasons of this show um, there's going to be a lot of questions from me coming y'all's way, but um, mm -hmm. I, we we need to like appreciate Jenna Ushkowitz more, guys. Jenna Ushkowitz and uh, the guy uh, Kevin McHale, who plays Artie, actually have their own Glee podcast, uh, which is definitely full of a lot more insider knowledge than ours could ever be. Crossover, but... let's do it. <laughs> if you if you want to know about what it was like to be on Glee, you can listen to theirs. It's called Showman's. Dang. Um, they are still friends, which is one of the things that always fills me with joy is when I'm like, man, do actors really like each other? So. Yeah. Um, and then, so, Leah Michelle, I just have a, a whole bullet list of under Leah Michelle. Yes. Um, the first one is there's a lot going on here. Yeah. Um, because she has this whole, like, star god complex thing, but she's also a loser in the school, but, like, also... She's being cyberbullied by the uh, cheerleaders, which is never okay. Um, no, we don't condone cyberbullying. We do not. And um, at one point, she uh, she's walking with Corey Monteith, and she goes like something like, "You have a lot of talent." Um, and then followed by, <laughs> I have this quoted, "I should know. I'm very talented too." <laughs> yep. Which we should all aspire to have that kind of confidence. I think she's like confident, but also like. Not confident, cause she's still being like I don't. She's obviously still being bullied, but she's she's going out there and she's wearing those outfits, and she is trying to get her dream exactly off the ground. Then we have uh, Kevin McHale who plays Artie. 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 Kevin McHale is in a boy band before he joined Glee. He was in a not very well known boy band called like Not Like Them, and mm. LT. Yeah, 
Um, also, he can walk, uh, which <laughs> is a point against this show in the like glasses of 2020 and 2021, I guess now, that uh, we don't love casting able-bodied people as disabled characters. There was probably plenty of people in a wheelchair who could uh, have played that part, but... And I also found out uh, my girlfriend was watching me was watching this with me, or she might have been watching me watch this. But um, apparently, he was the best dancer of all of yeah. them. Yeah. Um, and they cast and him like, as mm, wheelchair. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> um, yeah. So. And then um, I have a under that I have a note which was one of the working titles of this podcast where Leah Michelle says, "There's nothing ironic about show ironic choir." About show choir. <laughs> That's that brought me to my point, which is that like one of the jokes that made me laugh is I can't believe you're giving sit down, you're rocking the boat to the boy in the wheelchair. Yup. Yup. <laughs> it's ironic. There's nothing ironic about show choir. Oh my god, and like Kevin McHale is so pure in that moment. Like he's just like he's just so like happy to be there. Yeah. And like just trying to prove a point in the kindest way we, possible. And we haven't talked about little baby Chris Colfer, who I think was the only actual teen of the main cast he was like a child like 18 or 19 and here's your fun fact that chris colfer auditioned to be Artie, oh and didn't make it but ryan murphy was so like inspired by him as a character that he was like i'm gonna write you a character on this show so kurt was written for chris colfer Oh, good for him. Yeah. Um, yeah. He's also a very prolific uh, children's book author. Oh, good for him. I don't know why I have the note that, like, Sue Sylvester is also my dance teacher growing up. I guess, like, she reminded me of, like, one of those, like, hard-ass dance teachers that I had um, who would just, like, kind of ride you until you cried. Um, yeah. Um, oh, also under that, I found out Matthew Morrison and Leah Michelle dated. Yeah, they did. I think it was before the show? Either way, no matter when it was, it was weird. That's fucking wild, man. Yeah, the theater world's too small. Yeah. Um, so, I actually do have a note in here. Like, the dialogue is actually pretty good. Yes. Like I also have a note that says this, like, especially now, really rides the line between, like, over-the-top campy and, like, also, like, deadly played for straight... Yeah, like, I was definitely thinking about that because, like, I had questions about the acting choices, but I also, like, remembered that, like, Ryan Murphy production um, mm-hmm. about show choir is going to, it's it's yeah. going to do that. Um, yeah. And then we meet uh, Schuster's wife. Terry. Terry. What yes. do you think about Terry? Terry is, I mean, she's very much your stereotypical stereotypical like consumerist wife like doesn't care about her husband's dreams like is like only cares about material goods and things like that shrill one might say yeah and like almost like annoyingly so like not in like a character way but like in a how it was written way like i feel like Mm -hmm. she was kind of just written to be overtly awful Yes. And, like, I feel like that's such, like, that feels like such a bummer. Yes, it, it was 2009. It, lazy. it does, that's it. It feels lazy. Um, I know to we're- To be like, let's just make the wife definitely awful, and then people right. won't feel bad. Exactly. Because then, of course, her. like, you immediately have, like, this Emma character, and Matthew Morrison and Jayma Mays are, like, clearly some mm-hmm. sort of end game, yeah. even though one is married. I don't um, care for that, but- <laughs> Right. But that's, like, a um, whole thing. Oh, and, like, right under that, I have a note about the old Glee. Um, oh, because it is in Sheets and Things where um, Matthew Morrison runs into the old director and yes. discovers he's a pot dealer, which in 2009 was, like, pretty fucking big. Like, that's, like, pretty yeah. controversial. Also, he makes another one of the jokes that made me laugh when he's berating another Sheets and Things employee. And he says, like, do you know who I am? And he pulls the name kind of close and goes, Mr. Sheets and Things. That's good. Which is That's just, a good like, one. A stupid like little joke, and I'm like, that got me. It did. I wrote that down. Oh man. Um, yeah, I mean, like they make Terry particularly awful, also, because I have it written down. Like she's like, I'm on my feet 15 hours a day, like a week, and you're like, oh, okay, so you're not contributing to your financial like 
yeah thing and you're making him like yeah it gross don't like it yeah um so justice for jessalyn who yes from the interviews that i've heard of her seems pretty cool it feels like she's doing the best she can with what she was written right moving on um we then have a sue sylvester a la janice ian breaking down the high school's hierarchy Mm-hmm. um I'm trying to remember what that was because I didn't take copious notes on, like, the hierarchy. All I wrote down is one thing she used is, like, the kids on the bottom are the ones playing druids and trolls. Druids and trolls. And I was like, oh, fuck, rip to me, I guess. Yep. That was definitely I'd be in the bottom of... And the Glee kids were in sub-basement, so they were worse than... Oh, my God. D&D nerds, basically. But I was kind of wondering, like, did your high school have this kind of hierarchy? Like, this very kind of, like... Uh, like televisual cinematic typical structure social structure yes and no like there was definitely a core group of popular kids like i could sure. list them all off i'm not going to it feels very uncomfortable but it had less to do with like your extracurricular activities i think because like mm. our football team was nothing uh theater was weirdly like pretty big in my high school so like mm. cool kids did theater um so I don't know what it was that made them cool. They just had this weird, like, nebulous thing that, like, those are the popular kids. And then you have, like, the bottom was, like, the out there weirdos. And then you kind of just had everyone else. Sure. Or if you played Ultimate, you were really cool, because I grew up in... Right. Town where right. I forgot that you had, like, your town had an Ultimate, ga- like, Ultimate Frisbee thing frisbee is is king here yes yeah ours was kind of nebulous too like we definitely had like popular people but it's like the popular people were still like in band mm-hmm. or like they played a sport in one season but then did the spring musical and so yeah. like so like a band geek like me could like be friendly with them but like not really be in like the same social circle necessarily yes um yeah or like a lot of cool kids were in choir with me yeah um, and, like, we kind of just, cool. like, passively got along. Um, yes. But, yeah, so I always find that stuff really interesting, and I stopped to talk about that because it's, like, I wonder if, like, other high schools that, like, weren't mine are anything like these, like, tropes that we see in, like, teenage movies and TV shows and stuff. And so um, if you have thoughts on this, feel free to write in at gleeaggressive at gmail.com. Yeah. Yeah, tell us what cast you were in in your high school. Exactly. and cast with um, an E at the end. Exactly. And we'll um, all go through this therapy journey together. (laughs) All right, so, okay. Mr. Schuster is trying to recruit more people into Glee. Right. He talks to the football team. There's a fart joke. Always funny. There's a fart. Yeah, uh, because, yeah, my my, um, note here is Mark Salling, um, episode one, fuck this guy. Yep. And, like, that's to Puck. Less so than it is to Mark Salling, but also goes without saying. Um, Also, like, backtracking just a little bit, um, I guess my question is, are we supposed to be attracted to Matthew Morrison? I was also going to ask that, because, like, there's one part where he's walking in, and it happens a second time, where, like, the Austin Powers, like, instrumental music is playing. I'm like, right. am I supposed to think this man's sexy right now? Like, there was just a full scene of him running, and, like clearly like quote being sweaty or whatever and then he's like being all smooth with like uh with uh jama mays and i forget why he says there you go cinderella maybe he like picks gum off her shoe or something i gum off her shoe okay so i remember that correctly but i was like okay is this like is this just like uh, the the clues that like we're supposed to like root for this guy and like we're supposed to like be attracted to this guy i don't know like because the primary demographics was this was definitely high school girls. So yeah. they weren't, that's not who they were going after. But I guess it was supposed to be like, this man is desirable in a broad sense. Sure. Yeah. Um, I also, I was like, why are they really pushing all this like weird sexiness onto him? Like, this is a show for children. It's not, it, but also it is. Yeah. It's like, it's like young adult literature for the television, which brings me to my next point which was um the note i have is cory monteith in the shower reminds us this is a ryan murphy production yep because i mean see previous answer or see previous uh notes but apply them to cory monteith yep um 
we get into Finn's backstory, and that's a bummer. Yeah, yeah. Um, I will also say that I think, out of all of the songs performed in this, that Cory Monty's singing Can't Fight This Feeling in the shower might be my favorite one. I mean, it was pretty great. Like, like that's definitely one I used to listen to the most out of all the opening, like, songs. Sure. So. Also, the fact that his mom was fucking a grass painter. Yeah, that must be, like, a, a Midwest thing. Sure. Right? Again, if you're listening to this from Ohio, email us at gleeaggressive at gmail.com and let us know if this is a thing. Or if it's just a Ryan Murphy production. I mean, it's funny. Like, someone's like, my grass is dead, so I'm going to spray paint it is a funny joke. It is. Like, that's a good bit. Then they sing You're the One That I Want as a group because, um, uh, because... Wait, oh. no, you fished my... Most one of my favorite gags from this as well, which is that Mr. Schuster, Will Schuster, uh, who won Teacher of the Year, apparently, plants drugs in his student's locker and blackmails him, which yep. is, like fucked up and also like one of those things that brings this tv show like up to 11 of like that he's willing to blackmail a student with drugs yeah and and it has the best it's hard to talk about a visual gag where he's like it's a profile shot of will's face you've seen it on in gifts and he's like this is gonna like wreck your whole future and then a rack focuses to the thing but like the poster behind them it says priority number one help the kids yep yep <laughs> Yeah, thank you for reminding me that, because, like, he fully, like, plants weed on this kid. So, um, Finn is here under duress. Exactly. Like, he's literally blackmailed into Glee. Took the words out of my mouth. Um, so now he's in the Glee club, and he's also, like, the football team captain. And, um, so he has this, like... So serious high school musical vibes. Yeah, he's, um, he's the Zac Efron of this, uh, kind of thing. And you know what? That archetype fits or whatever. Um, yep. So then he is singing, um, you're the one that I want as Danny, of course. And Leah Michelle is Sandy. Yep. And, um, the note I have here is, um, so you have the other few singing the backup parts and like they go, um, who, 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 honey. And on, on one of those honeys, it just closes up. It's a close up on Chris Colfer's face like rolling his eyes saying honey yeah and i laughed that was over it that was excellent that was just all around excellent um cinematography acting choices and um that's the kind of stuff i'm here for yep i also have amber riley yes please i don't remember what that was in reference to but i stand by it was it basically her being like i'm not gonna play second fiddle to this white girl Yep, yeah, that was it. That was absolutely it. It does bring me into one of my problems, which is, like, when are we riding the line between being, like, over-exaggerated and campy and, like, maybe being into uncomfortable stereotyping? I was wondering that, too, because, like, I mean, like, again, I don't know enough about Amber Riley to be like, maybe that was just her choice. Maybe that was, like, what she thought they wanted, and they were like, yay, do more. Uh, But... I guarantee, I can almost guarantee that the writing team, which for, like, these first 13 episodes was, no, for the first, like, two seasons was three white guys, that they were like, what if it was a little sassier? I guarantee right. that Amber Riley was told to be sassier, and just like I, Chris Colfer was probably told to be gayer. I buy that. <laughs> I 100% buy that for filming this whole thing in, like, 2008, 2009. We hadn't had these yeah. discussions yet. Um no. Because, uh, as we so, all know, we are living in a post-Leah Michelle world. Right. God. So, like, some parts of it I cannot watch without a little bit of cringe of, like, ooh, when the only thing your one, like, black character says is hell to the no for, like, right. the whole episode, you're like, ooh, okay, yeah. icky. <laughs> Again, write us, let us know what you think. What's next on your notes? Um... Are you a football player or a singer? So, obviously, the High School Musical comparisons. Because High School Musical came before Glee, I'm pretty yes. sure. Yes. So, obviously, this was, like, grown-up High School Musical. Um, right. But they were ample that people are like, oh, so you're just doing High School Musical, but a TV series, which is now a thing. So. Yeah, it is, go. actually, yeah. Um... Yeah, and then I... Oh, I don't care about Will and Emma. I, they're really trying hard to make me really? care about Will and El- Emma. I mean, like, I thought it was cute, but um, but you're right. Like, it was definitely, it's definitely very ham, uh, ham-handed, ham-fisted. 
Yes, and it also felt like it was so much of the episode. Like, I wanted to You're spend right. more time with the Glee Club, more so than I did watching Jamie May's, like, make puppy dog eyes at weirdly sweaty Matthew Morrison. Which, I mean, I will say, like, I think she is incredible in this. And, she like, is. I think she's probably my favorite character so far, just because, like, she seems to be the most grounded in this universe. Mm-hmm. Um, but at the same time, like, I forgot how little Leah Michelle is actually in the pilot. Like... And it's she's still in episode. it more than any other uh, kid, as it were. Right. It's just, like, not as much as you expect. Well, because the pilot sort of sets it up as being almost more like Will's story, like the story of Will trying to chase his dreams as someone who thought he could be more and ended up as a teacher in Ohio. Right. Um, um yeah. Because um, then they eventually go to the rival high school's Glee Club performance, yes. which I don't care how popular, like, the theater kids are in your high school... Like, that, like, a show choir performance recital concert thing is never that well attended or well celebrated unless you go to a performing arts high school. I don't know. I was reading something that was, like, show choirs are that big in the Midwest, specifically. Because it's the only outlet, like, theater kids and performing arts kids have. Because there isn't this community like there is, like, anywhere. And you flip, if you live anywhere close to the East Coast, like, cities, you have probably more likely an outlet. But if you live in the middle of nowhere, Indiana, this could be your only thing. It's like why pageants are big, probably. Yeah, that, okay, I will buy that. I will, I'll give you that. Here's um, my question. Yeah. So, the rival show choir, who is, like, big and bombastic, they sing... A cover of Rehab. Yeah. Is it good? I love it. Like, I think it slaps, right? I It slaps. Like, I forgot about that cover of Rehab until I, until I saw, like, the curtain go up. And I fucking love it. Like, that's an excellent arrangement. Like, the choreography is excellent. Like, I, yeah, 10 out of 10 for me. And it's funny, of course, to have a group of high school students singing Rehab. Like, yes. good joke. I didn't even think about um, it. That's great. And then they're all, like, gobsmacked of that show choirs can be this good. Right. And, like, also, I don't know if they even... You would know better than I would. I don't know if they go to, into it that, like, um, Tina is a stutterer? Yes. Because, like, she does it, like... Uh, I forget what she said, but, like, that's when I remember, like, oh, like, she has, like... This yeah. is probably going to be an arc of, like, finding yourself and, like, overcoming your, like... Confidence issues. So yeah, because when she auditions, she stutters when introducing herself, but then like sings perfectly fine. So yeah, and they also have a steel drum team. <laughs> okay, I wrote that down too, which is like this random, st- like so that's them coming back to school after like the weekend of seeing this performance. And oh, that's at that's Finn, at their height. Yeah, that's at their Finn that's at McKinley. Walking back into school, and he's about to be confronted by his football buds who found out that, and like it's just a steel drum gang playing don't worry be happy and i was like this is the like funniest joke i've ever seen they're like what if what if we just had a bunch of steel drums playing i yeah like but they have enough money for a steel drum team that's what i'm saying like maybe sell a couple (laughs) steel drums and you could find the gang club and then yeah finn gets found out um because they told him he couldn't come to practice saturday because his mom was having her prostate removed which is also a pretty funny joke that i i i I breezed over that in my notes here but yes i'm glad we went back to that because like that's that's just genuinely a great bit yeah and it's still unclear whether to me it's unclear whether or not finn didn't realize that women didn't have prostates or if that's like i i think he might have been like this is a body part i know of so i'll say it out loud yeah, like, I, I have one way. of these, yeah. This is um, a universal thing, right? Right. Um, and then and then he gets fully paintballed, which, like, that has At to close hurt. close range. That is At not close range. comfy. I'm surprised that doesn't break skin. And then at some point in between the paintballing and this, my next note, it comes out that Will goes home and is told that he's going to be a father. Yes. She's so pregnant now. So that's, like, the big emotional bomb. Like, they had been having some... Like, him and Emma had been talking about their marital problems, that they're not on the right. same page anymore. And you're like, ooh, oop. And then it's like, no, baby. And yeah. so Will is like, oh, I can't do this anymore. I can't chase my dreams. I have to become an accountant. Um, which I have two things about. Go One, on. Can you just 
sign up to be an accountant? Like, is it that easy? I thought you had to go to school to be an accountant. I was wondering the same thing, because clearly something is missing here. Either he does not have an education degree of some sort, or he doesn't have an accounting degree. And either way, he's in a position where he doesn't know what he's doing in one of those. And Yeah. Typically, if you're a high school Spanish teacher, you're not qualified to be an accountant. A high school Spanish teacher. It's not even like he was the economics teacher. No. So I was like, she's always harping on it. I'm like, go get a job at the accounting firm. I'm like, can you just do that? Right. And the other thing is, um, I don't know how well-versed you are in the the terms of the TikTok. I'm uh, not, but go on. There's a sound that goes around a song that's, that goes, uh, I have a full-time job as an accountant. Nobody asks you what you are when you say that you're an accountant. And what it's used for is people who do... Uh, things like online sex work or have like an OnlyFans when trying to explain to people how they make their money, they'll be like, oh, I'm an accountant because no one wants to talk about accounting and they won't ask any more questions. So with that little fun knowledge in my head, Will being like, oh, I'm going to leave to be an accountant is like, all right. Oh my God. That's bonkers <laughs> all right, to me. I don't know how Will I feel about all of that. Fans. Oh my God. No, thank you. No. Uh, no, I, I don't know about that. Oh, God. Oh, God. And then they have this, like, really musical theatery moment where he's on stage singing, like, with a guitar. Leaving on a jet plane, yes. Leaving on a jet plane while uh, Emma is, like, is, like, going full high school girl yearbook, like, Mm -hmm. circling his face with hearts. Yeah. It's like, and Um, somehow she remains my favorite. I think, now this is, like, a distant memory that I can't figure out a source for it necessarily, but... I think Leaving on a Jet Plane was cut from the original TV air. Really? I don't think it was part of it, because it was maybe a length thing. Like, it kind of does slow things down a little bit. So, yeah, like, it is very musical theater. Um, Emma, like, circling the teacher of the year in the yearbook is also funny, because once again, this is a teacher who just blackmailed his student. um, Yep. By planting, so. Oof, the bar Uh, must be low. (laughs) (laughs) Yikes. Yeah, uh, what else do I have? Um, he reminded me of someone in the scene, and I don't know why I wrote that note, because, like, I don't know who he reminded me of. But, like, I feel like it's one of those situations... Because Matthew Morrison was also in a boy band at some point, right? Yes. Yes. So, like, I I feel like we see, like, a bit of, like, that throwback to, like, remember, this guy was cool. Like, in the real world. Yes. Like... Like DJ Matty Fresh or something might have been like his. I I, oh. I could be making that the fuck that up. That sounds familiar. I don't know why, but I know it does, and I'm afraid it's going to come back to haunt me. <laughs> um, yeah. Um, yeah. My next three notes are Rachel Berry is wild, Naya Rivera exclamation point, and poor Jenna Ushkowitz. Yes, I also wrote Justice for Tina, and I don't exactly remember why I wrote that, which means. Which is worse, because that means even I can't remember why she's being... Right, like, I'm looking like, at this, and I'm like, I don't know why we why we feel bad for her, other than, like, she's, like, super talented, clearly, and, like, doesn't get a whole lot yes. to do in this first episode. Which, like, finds the first like, episode... They must, like, rag on her. You know what it is? Is that when, after Finn decides, like... I, so, Finn rejoins, quits Glee after Glee disbands, because Will Schuster has to go be an accountant. Um... And Rachel Berry is like, I'm taking over Glee now because I have the star right. power. And then Finn is like, oh, since I'm not being blackmailed to be here anymore, I'm going to leave. Right. Um, and he goes back to the football team and, like, to rehaze him in, they're going, they're like, oh, we got a present for you. We locked Artie, who's in a wheelchair, in a porta potty. And yes. then Finn has his, like, awakening moment of, like, hey, he's very Troy, I almost said Troy Efron. Um, <laughs> He's very uh-huh. Troy Bolton, like, I can be a singer and a football player. Because he's, yeah. I think he exactly says, neither of you can win, win without me. Which I'm like, oh, very, boy, That's... to be a popular white male in high school. Yeah, right? Like, I, I, we, we should all aspire to have that level of confidence. So he saves Artie from a porta potty and he comes back and, like, makes a speech about how they can do it as a glee club. At one point, he says... I'm sorry I threw pee balloons at you. And Kurt just goes, that was you? (laughs) (laughs) Oh, God. Like, all these things that he's done, he was clearly not a great, he was not a great person. And then he's, like, rallying the troops, like, Rachel, you can be our choreographer. 
Mercedes, you'll do costumes. Tina, what are you good at? And she starts answering and goes, well, think of something. And I'm like, exactly. That's why I felt bad for her. That was like, oh, man, that's so, that's like, that's a very funny bit, but it's so sad because it's, because of, yeah. like, uh, Tina. Uh, and, yeah. And um, so then yeah. we cut away from them having their, like, we're gonna do it, gang. Yeah, and I, I wrote, like, good job, Cory Monteith, for, like, being everyone's captain, question mark. Yeah, yeah. because, like, cause good for him, because, like, another ro- note I had in here was, like, a lot of people are very hard on this dude. Like, he almost gets, like, kicked out of probably school for um, weed possession that he didn't actually hold. Do, yes. And it's, like, and it's, like, he has that, like, that sad backstory. And it's, mm-hmm. like, I'm, like, like, I mean, I'm a white dude, and I'm, I'm not going to really root for, like, other white dudes like uh, Finn What's-His-Nuts. But, like, yeah. I felt bad for him, like, through this episode. And I'm glad that, like, he kind of, like, stepped his shit up. So good for Cory Monteith in this. Um, also, it says E.D. on the grass painting truck, and I found that funny. Um, <laughs> yeah. A lot of um, references, re- references, a lot of references to him as, like, a Justin Timberlake character. Yeah. Um, he does not seem to know who that is. He does not <laughs> seem to know who Justin Timberlake is in the year of our Lord, 2009. Good for him. Uh, yeah. Honestly. Yeah, uh, sure. And then it moves on to... Uh, Emma coming up to Will and being like, you need some guidance counseling and showing him a recording of them singing disco in 93. Was disco cool in 93? I was a year old. I couldn't tell you. I was a year going on two. Okay. Um, so neither of us know the state of disco in 93. Right. Um, I don't, I can't imagine that it held the same space as quote heroin chic. Nope. Um, yeah. So then he was like, oh, look at this was you, Will. And he goes like, "Oh, that was the happiest I've ever felt." And I was like, "Oof, yeah. you're married yeah. and expecting a kid. If that's the happiest you've ever been, was singing La Freak in your uh, high school glee club, there's some red flags, buddy." Yeah, you poor thing. But then he does say you like poor... the only time it, he does follow it up with like, "Oh, I've also felt this happy hearing about um, my child being ha- like conceived," right. uh, which still says, "You don't love your wife." Right, like, it's kind of one of those things where it's, like, are those two making love, or are those two just, like, trying to have a baby, like, maybe to save their marriage? Oh, it's definitely the second one. That's a That's a baby. That's a marriage-saving baby, which means it's gonna be fucked up. Yup. Um, and then we have... (sighs) Our 11 o'clock number. Really? Okay, go on. I want to hear what you have to say about this. So, the big triumphant moment at the end of the pilot of Glee is this semi-acapella to jazz band cover of Journeys Don't Stop Believing. Because Finn, the, the, his only father figure, a grass painter, loved Journey. Uh, you have bits of him singing Loving, Touching, Squeezing earlier. And then when he's rescuing Artie, the grass painter is playing Don't Stop Believing. And he goes, oh, also, idea. Like, well, yeah, like it's funny because like he doesn't have any musical knowledge, but then he goes into that like meeting where he's like okay we're gonna get the team together like you're gonna right. do this you're gonna do this and as for me i'm bringing the music and into it's like, like a journey fugue state like like Ugh. this is the only music you know clearly so they sing don't stop believing they've got like denim jeans and red shirts on which first of all mercedes was supposed to be like you need costumes and they better be cool that's what you came up with but whatever um right i mean i felt the same way about leah michelle's choreography yeah, it's like standalone. To be fair, I don't think any of those people were like choreographable people necessarily. Um, sure. There's no dancers in that crowd, so the fact that they could stand the line is pretty impressive. And they sing "Don't Stop Believing," and it's very heartwarming. And Will sees them, and it's like, "I'll stay." The problem is that "Don't Stop Believing" really became like the symbol song for Glee. Like, right? You know when a band, yeah, okay. I can put it in terms I can understand. Um, like, if you go see One Direction at any time... I knew time, that's what you were going to say. I fucking knew you were going to no bring it to One Direction. No matter what you do, if it you go see One Direction... It was a matter of time. Even now, if you were to see Harry Styles on tour, which you can't because we're on a lockdown, even Harry Styles, who everyone thinks is above it all, still sings What Makes You Beautiful. Like, and... Yeah, oh, it's Jesus. really good. It's a... Highly recommend that Harry Styles covered What Makes You Beautiful. But regardless... Don't Stop Believing became What Makes You Beautiful of Glee, or whatever, insert band, first single here. Right, Right. I I buy that, I buy that. So, they use it, I'm gonna 
spoil some things. Not really, but, like, it comes back up whenever you need an emotional beat. It's like, remember, don't stop believing. It's For real? Not always like that, but this is not the last time we will hear the Glee Club sing Don't Stop Believing. The Glee cast went on tour as their Glee characters. It was weird. Um, Don't Stop Believing. It's everywhere. It got play- it got the most probably airplay of any of the Glee covers. Right. People fucking went nuts for Don't Stop Believing. If I have to hear it again, which I will, I'm not going to be happy. And, like, whenever people make, like, top 50 best Glee song YouTube videos, which I do watch, I feel like if someone puts Don't Stop Believing as their number one, they don't have taste. Because I, there's okay. better Glee covers. <laughs> I I mean I guess I will find that out for myself but like I don't know I I actually maybe just because I'm so nubile to this like I had seen that episode before but seeing this again I was kind of expecting that to be like mega corny but I actually really liked it No like it definitely hits if I could go back it, as a baby and watch it it would probably hit Yeah um like I like Cory Monteith is like not too intimidating but also not too like goofy and like not like yeah, Kevin McHale is shredding on the guitar, fine. Yeah, that's um, pretend, but every, yeah. Everyone is just there. Um, and then, like, my last note of this whole episode is um, Will Schuster comes in and he's like, that was great, you're great. Finn, I think if you worked on it, you could hit a high B. Fuck you. Could he? That was also, that leads that was perfectly just, into my question for you as the uh, go on. music man of this duo. Mm. Okay. Well, most likely to con a town into buying trombones. Um, you know, I wouldn't put it past me. Are these kids in these performances... I say kids. They were in, like, their 20s at the time, but still. Right. They're still kids compared to us. Um, musically and vocally, like, good. Like, we know Leah Michelle clearly has some chops. But, like, in general, are, are they good? I, I. It's hard to say because, like... Even though I didn't know about whether or not the audition scene was live or not, mm-hmm. I feel like now we're into like solely pre-recorded territory. Yeah. So no matter what you get, it's going to be some sort of auto-tuned, well-produced version of it. So like I know Leah Michelle can sing. I've seen her live a few times on the Broadway, and Jenna Ushkowitz as well. Mm-hmm. Um, but like the, re- I mean, and Amber Riley, I've I've seen sing live just like at events and stuff, and like clearly like she has chops. She's incredibly fucking talented. Um, the rest of them, I don't know though because I just had not seen them live. Like I'm, I, I actually I did see Matthew Morrison in a uh, Hairspray back in the day, like when I was like a wee child. Oh, a babe. Um, yeah, and he was great. Like so, like, I I I guess I don't have an answer for you because like it's so hard to tell when everything is um clearly very like produced yeah and like i'm not saying that's a bad thing like for me it's like i'd rather hear an imperfect live recording than like something that just sounds clearly um like uh sculpted in overly a way. produced yeah but that's me and i mean like they all had to audition for the show so they clearly have some sort of vocal talent um what extent that is i do- i just don't know mm-hmm. um again feel free to email us and send us uh prove me wrong or whatever and then that's it. That's the pilot of Glee. That's the pilot of Glee. Thank you for taking this first step on this wild, wild journey with us. Did you have any standout moments that we didn't talk about already? Um, let me check my... Oh, um, Naya Rivera had no lines in this um, episode, but she stood the fuck out. Yeah, yeah, she um, did. Good for yeah, her. I think, that, I think that was my standout moment. Like, Amber Riley being like, I mean, a bit of a stereotype, but being incredible. Yes. And Naya Rivera just glowering and somehow stealing the scene. Yes. Like, fighting with Jane Lynch to steal the scene. Yeah, what about you? Is, I think for me, um, there's a couple moments that sort of, like, live in my mind rent-free. One of them we didn't talk about, which is Kurt's audition singing Mr. Cellophane, which, like... Oh, man. I'll never be able to take seriously. Um, nope. But he hits that, like, final note and, like, goes to, like, fix his bangs. Yup. Um, that's, like, a moment that just, like, is in my brain forever. Um, yeah, I think that would be my, like, the only one we didn't talk about. Obviously, Jane Lynch kills it. Uh, the rack focus of Help the Kids kills it. Oh my god, yes. 
Um, which song would you, if you had to put one of these songs, download one of these songs off iTunes to put on your um, 2009 iPod Nano, uh, which one would you be getting? Um, first of all, it would be my um, I, my iPod Video. Okay. Oh no, it would be my iPod Touch. It would be my iPod Touch because I got that iPod Touch for college yep. in 2009. Um, which one of these would you uh, songs would you spend 99 cents to buy on iTunes? Definitely Rehab. Yeah. I just, I loved that rendition. I loved that arrangement. You too? Rehab, or like I said, the Can't Fight This Feeling, they do, they did release like a full produced version of it, not like him in the shower, but with the instrumentals and everything. And it's also sure. pretty good. Nice. All right. Any final thoughts? Um, nope. All right. Does this episode of Glee make you want to watch the next episode of Glee? Sure. All right. That's pretty good. It's good news. You don't have a choice. We have to watch the next one. <laughs> we'll be back for season one, episode two, called Showmance. So if you're watching along with us, get to it. Get Make to your it. Own you got notes. a week. Email, me, email us your thoughts and feelings. You can tweet at us your thoughts and feelings uh, as well. Everything is, I believe, Glee Aggressive podcast. Yeah, uh, just Glee Aggressive, I think. I think that's right. Yeah, just Glee Aggressive. There's no clap in the handles because it's hard to put a clap emoji in things, but in your heart of hearts, you know it's Glee Aggressive. Exactly. Um, so tell us your favorite songs uh, if you regret watching this show. <laughs> um, <laughs> whatever's in your heart, I would like to know, and Ian would like to know. Yes. Thank you for embarking um, on this journey with me, Ian. Yeah, thank you. I mean, thank you for um, thank you for for doing this. I'm I'm always very excited to um, a have an excuse to FaceTime with you mm -hmm. and your now husband and dog. Um, and um, I love uh, I love getting to podcast with you. So this is going to be wild, and I'm glad that we're doing this together. Um, it's a beautiful journey. Where can people find you on the social medias? You can find me just about everywhere that's important on at epic adventure of that's instagram and twitter mostly you don't need to find me anywhere else um and there you will find mostly odd opinions about D D, cats the musical not the animal and pictures of my dog amazing and you can find me at ibroski on twitter and instagram and like i don't know maybe other places but twitter and instagram is really only like the things i deal with um so, yeah. We don't have a sign-off yet, so, um, I don't yeah. know, go Glee Aggressive. Go out there and Glee Aggressive. Glee, go, go Glee Aggressive. Except be careful, because now we are, aggression's a little of a touchy topic. Oh, uh, yeah, that's, uh, yeah. Um, Spread glee. glee, not aggressive. Yeah. <laughs>